Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's June 2nd, 1962, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali, the Retrospectors. So it was on this day that Italy played Chile in the 1962 World Cup match that became known as the Battle of Santiago and has gone down in history as one of the most, if not the most, violent football matches of all time. And frankly, if you watch any of the footage, uh, which is all available on YouTube, the entire match, you can watch the thing from start to finish. It's, it's totally repulsive. Like two players were sent off. Numerous punches were thrown. Someone had their nose broken. The police had to intervene at one stage. The whole game is just people fighting or like the aftermath of people fighting with them sort of pushing each other off one another and the cops having to step in and then get the ball down and the game restarted. It is just insane. You say repulsive. Anyone who knows my previous work or character will know that I'm so uninterested in football (laughs) that when I'm forced to watch it, even World Cup finals when England are playing... I literally spend the whole time analysing the advertising hoardings. (laughs) So for me, sitting down to watch any football on YouTube is such an athema. I was thinking, how am I going to even find enough material to get me through this 10-minute podcast to make it sound like I know what I'm talking about? (laughs) And yet I watched this and I was like, actually, I'm not saying it's the beautiful game. I get it. Like if you're a football fan, it's an insult. But as someone who isn't a football fan, I was like, if this game was on telly, like Hunger Games-style survival of the fittest meets kicking a ball, (laughs) I'd actually be more into it. But just to be clear, this isn't like incidental violence. This isn't like a sort of accidental kick or someone bashing their head on the ground. This is players going up to each other and punching each other in the face. Just non-stop. And you can actually see that an English referee, Ken Aston, more on him later, but you can actually see him adjusting his standards as the match goes on. (laughs) not going to stop it every minute. Yeah, the first foul was called 12 seconds in. And then so basically what happened is Mario David, an Italian player, fouled Lionel Sanchez of Chile, who then punched him in the head. Play was allowed to go on. David then tried to launch a flying drop kick at Sanchez, which has been described as one of the worst fouls of all time. And in the ensuing scuffle, Sanchez went on to break Italian Umberto Maschio's nose and was still not sent off. And it is amazing that the game finished. And for anyone who cares, spoilers, it was 2-0 to Chile. They won. Um, Sorry to ruin that for you if you're planning to go off and watch it. And we should say as well, Santiago, for those who don't know, is in Chile, right? So this was a home game. So this was a big deal for Chile at the time. It would have been absolute carnage if Italy had won, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Even after the game, like the Italian camp had to be guarded because they were having rocks thrown at them and stuff. But it's worth rewinding back before the match to explain exactly why it happened. And it was actually this problem caused by the fact that these two Italian journalists who turned up to cover the World Cup, uh, a guy called Antonio Guerrelli and his friend or colleague, at least, Corrado Pizzinelli, they wrote this just scathing piece where they called Santiago a backwater dump where the phones don't work, taxis are as rare as faithful husbands, and its population are prone to malnutrition, illiteracy, alcoholism and poverty. Entire neighborhoods, they said, are given over to open prostitution. The country and 
and its people are proudly miserable and backwards. Otherwise, three stars, get a good deal here if you can. (laughs) (laughs) Travel Lodge is clean. And, and then Chilean newspapers fired back, calling Italians fascists and mafiosos and oversexed and stuff. And it was exacerbated by the fact that Chile was still recovering from the Valdivia earthquake two years previously. It was the strongest earthquake ever recorded in human history. So the country was quite wrought, defensive, tense. And mm. then these Italian journalists show up and start saying, hey, everything's all dirty and crap. And yeah, so like, they had something to prove. They were like, we've had this horrible event happen, but look, the spirit of the Chileans, we're going to come through, we're going to put on the greatest festival of football the world's ever seen. (laughs) And then the Italians come and go, oh, it's a bit dirty though, isn't it? Aren't people poor? (laughs) And the two journalists who wrote that piece had to be sent home. So yeah, there was just this febrile atmosphere even before the game got underway. But the fact that they finished it, I think is almost a credit to Ken Aston, who managed to keep it in some semblance of at least... Finishability. I know to call it order would be to, to sort of gloss over the fact that everyone's like punching and kicking each other for the mm. whole game. But also this was a time when the game was much, much more violent. Yeah, and let's be clear. That's what was happening in the stands as well. Like, you know, people went to football matches to hit each other, partly as well. I mean, you look at the crowd there and it's all men, basically, isn't it? There is one cutaway of one glamorous woman watching the World Cup. <laughs> basically, it's, it's, it's a working class men's sport and there would have been a very tense atmosphere in the air. Right. And the, like the 60s and 70s, there was, it was still kind of brewing towards that hooliganism that, that really took off in the 80s and then the beginning of the 90s. But it was, yeah, but it was there. It was a tough game played in, in often tough circumstances where you threw stones at the the players if you didn't like them. (laughs) The police were called on initially because the Italian player Giorgio Farini refused to leave after being sent off by Ken Aston. So the police had to drag him off kicking and screaming. Mm. And that was the first of four police interventions. But (laughs) afterwards, Aston said that he was worried there'd be a riot if he tried to call off the game. He actually had served in World War II. And I think he kind of called upon his experience as an officer in the army (laughs) to, you know, try and at least get the game to the end. Are these the Ken Aston facts you promised us earlier, Rebecca? (laughs) Yeah, these are the things that Ken Aston invented himself single-handedly. What is it with this week's show? (laughs) Seriously, sanitariums, peanut butter, (laughs) yogurt bump. He was the first referee to wear a black uniform. Before the 1940s, referees wore tweed jackets over white shirts with French cuffs and plus fours. Okay, He was the first referee to introduce yellow and red linesman's flags. Previously, they were in the home team's colours, which could be hard to see, obviously, Mm. if they were like beige and white. He invented the practice of... I mean, this is all match of the day two material as far as I'm concerned (laughs) so far. You're not blowing my mind here. Where's the number one fact? Because I'm drifting off. I've got two more. He invented... The practice of holding up shirt numbers to show substitutions. And this is the most important one. I saved the big one for last. He invented red and yellow cards. Mm. Previously, referees could give cautions or send players off, but they just did it verbally. And it was unclear and it was subject to language barriers as well. And the cards were then first introduced for the 1970 World Cup. And the fascinating thing is that it was partly in response to this Battle of Santiago that he at one point tried to send a player off who didn't understand what was happening to him, or at least said that he didn't understand what was <laughs> happening to him. And so partly the card system he it wanted to invent as a sort of pan-linguistic form of communication that tells not only the players, but also people watching at home and also the people who, like the journalists trying to write up a game, exactly who has been cautioned and who's been sent off. That's kind of mad, isn't it? That like, I mean, even me with my very rudimentary understanding of the game, I know that the red and yellow cards is such a fundamental part of football that it seems weird that it wasn't until 1970-something. 
Yeah, and he got it from traffic lights. He thought, what do we all know is stop a little bit and what do we know is very much stop? Yeah. <laughs> and that, you know, that's orange and red lights. You do hear about games where just masses and masses of red cards are handed out. And in fact, the Guinness World Record for the most number of red cards handed out is 36 in the space of a game. There's not even 36 players on the pitch. So that involves a whole <laughs> lot of <laughs> sending off of people who weren't on in the first place. Yeah, But I do think that it's impressive in some funny way that Aston managed to keep this game going to its conclusion and with no rioting, even though it was as disastrous as it was. And obviously back in 1962, there was no live broadcasting. The film actually had to be sent back to the UK so that British audiences could watch it. So they Mm. actually aired it a couple of days after it happened. So the BBC were able to contextualise it with a preview from sports commentator David Coleman, who called it the most stupid, appalling, disgusting and disgraceful exhibition of football possibly in the history of the game. Now, I don't know if that would have put the ratings up or not. Like, on a human <laughs> instinct, I feel it would. Yeah, that makes me want to watch. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's that prurient interest in, like, how bad could this be rubbernecking? But at the same time, it's sort of taking the high ground, isn't it? It's best of both worlds. Like, we don't endorse what you're about to see, but what you're about to see is <laughs> very compelling. It's weird to think of a time as well when, like, you had to wait for your footage to arrive by ship before mm. you could watch a match. <laughs> well, if it was two days later, I presume it was plain. <laughs> yeah, it went true. That would be the yeah, fastest but- ship in the world. <laughs> the Chilean speedboat arriving in the World Cup footage. <laughs> Yeah, fair point. But it, it does seem, and this is, maybe is an exception because it, it is, you know, pretty action packed. But watching even like matches that are a couple of weeks out of date, mm. it just the moment has passed. I mean, the analogy for me would be the X Factor final, obviously. I wouldn't be as interested in watching the X Factor final if I'd already known who won. You actually at that stage just want to know the result and yeah. how many people <laughs> punched each other in the nose. <laughs> how many noses were broken. <laughs> Tomorrow. Then I must admit I sort of skipped to the end. That's such a man thing to do, Arian. Just read the <laughs> oh, first God. paragraph and skip to the end. Love the show? Support the show. Patreon.com slash retrospectors. Part of the ACAST Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 